walk where he says walk. I have to open my Bible and read what it says and then try to do what it says. I just like to have this up here by me. I've got the scriptures on, on the screen, but I just like to have that here. I have to find me a place to hear, to listen, to write down God thoughts as I get still. I have to work at my relationship with God. Do you do that? You know, he loves us so much, but he doesn't say, Linda, you get your Bible out and you read it today or I'm going to slap you. That's the way we sometimes think God is. But he loves us so much, he said, get in my word, I want to tell you something. I want to show you something that you didn't even know. So what I really wanted was something that God wanted to say today. I don't want to get up here and just give you a sermon because pastors are out of town. I wanted to give you something that I believe God wants you to have today. And why is it your mouth gets so dry you can't hardly swallow? I shall overcome, she says. Okay, time out for a drink. I have to be careful not to swallow my gum. You see, I am normal. I am like you. So after prayer and trying to listen to God, I believe this is what he wants me to teach. And I didn't even put it on their copy of my scriptures because I wanted to tell you right now. It's on the anointing. And I've already been feeling it so strong. (laughs) Hope I stand up for this whole thing. So the scripture I want to start out with is Luke 4, 18. And I'm just going to give it to you like I learned it. It'll, it'll be a little different up there. But it says, The Spirit of the Lord, this is Jesus talking, is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to cause the lame to walk and the blind to see and the prison doors to be opened and the oppressed to go free, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. You know, in Isaiah, when Jesus is quoting this from Isaiah, it doesn't have that last part on it. It doesn't have the part of proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. But in the New Testament, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So what is the anointing? I'm sure you've heard of it. How many of you heard of the anointing? Some of you haven't heard of the anointing? How many of you haven't heard of the anointing? Well, well, just one. Well, you're you're in for a treat, too. Okay. So um, how do you know when the anointing is here and it's gone? Can you put your finger on it? This is it right here, right here. Can you do that? No. How do I get the power of God 
how do I get my hands on it and cause it to manifest in my life? It seems to be hidden away. Did you ever think that? You see people that are really anointed, maybe even on TV, and you think, how did it get that way? You know, does God just hide it and pull it out for some big ministry? No. A lot of people think God is trying to hide it from us, but he's trying to hide it for us. He's hidden it away so the devil can't get a hold of it. And so the ungodly can't get a hold of it. And he's reserved it and kept it for us. And I want you to know the same power that Jesus walked in is available to you and me. It's the same power when Jesus used when he talked to the weather. It's the same power that he used when he talked to sickness and commanded the demons. It's the same power that he used when he spoke to the dead and they were filled with life and arose. It's the same power. I looked up the word anointing, and um, I I knew in the Old Testament you see the the anointing came upon him of the Holy Ghost. But I thought, okay, I'm going to look in the New Testament. I'm going to find the anointing. I'm going to find out how to get more of it or how to get it. Okay. Well, you know what? It's not there. He doesn't tell you how to get more of it. Okay, let's look at First John 2:26 and 27. These things I've written to you, this is what I did find, concerning those who are trying to deceive you. Next one. As for you, what is it? The anointing which you have already received from him abides in you you have no need for anyone to teach you but as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and not a lie and just as it is taught you abide in him and the next one is first john 2 20 these are the only two scriptures about the anointing but you have an anointing from the holy one or the holy spirit and you all know and what, what that's saying is you all know the truth. Okay? Did you catch that you've already received it? Did you catch that? Okay. I found out that miracles and power and anointing came when the Holy Spirit came on the prophets and the men and women of God in the Old Testament. There was Gideon and David and Samson and Samuel, Elijah and Elisha, and the list goes on. And the Holy Spirit would come upon them and they would do great and mighty things, right? And, and those are wonderful stories that we read in the Old Testament. And most of the time it'll say, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon whoever it is. So what I want you to get from this is, this is an external anointing. Say that. External Say it again. External. What what do you think external means? Outside. Okay. This is an external anointing. It comes from without and comes upon a person's body. Have you got that? Okay. 
It seeps into their soul and their spirit and fills and saturates them. It's like being caught in a rainstorm or walking in a rainforest. It's like having a thunder shower suddenly open up over your head and just come down on you. It's going to drench you, and it's going to get you very wet. That's the power of God. This external anointing activates the gifts of the Spirit. You know, those, those, excuse me, those prophets did some amazing things because the Holy Spirit came on them. You know, um, it produces goosebumps sometimes. You ever have goosebumps? Feelings, feelings of just being loved. Like being in a downpour of gushing rain. When we're under the external anointing, all those nine gifts of the Spirit come into play. And I'm not going to talk about them. I'm just going to tell you what they are. They are tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, faith, healings, and miracles. Does that sound like fun? Yeah. At, i got to read what I got here. Getting ahead of myself. Oh, no wonder I turned two pages. The Bible speaks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit as the time when the Holy Spirit comes and lands upon you externally, fills you up, begins to influence you. This is not in any way available to a believer. I want you to understand that. Not available to a believer. An unbeliever. Did I say believer? Unbeliever. It has effects on your spirit as a Christian, so you can get supernatural revelation. Maybe you'll flow in the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Maybe you'll get discerning of spirits. Maybe you'll prophesy over someone. Maybe you'll know how to heal them. Maybe you know what's going on, and, and you can speak the word and heal them. Okay? God can reveal to you things present and past that you didn't even know. But unbelievers don't have this, but we as Christians can access this anointing. It can produce brand new ideas out of nowhere. Did you ever just all of a sudden have an idea you wondered? It was really a God idea, but you wondered, why? Why didn't I think of that before? You know, it can be a regular solution to whatever you're doing. This external anointing will give you full wisdom to plan for your future. It comes upon you suddenly. It has effects on your body that people can see. You may have cold shivers or warm glows or your body may start shaking or you just have thoughts and words coming from God. It's real. You actually feel this anointing on your body. It's a tangible presence of God. It's powerful and wonderful. It comes from without. You don't live in this anointing. Okay? It's available. But you don't live in it and walk in it all the time. The external anointing is like taking a bottle and filling it with the tap, at the tap, 
it's more like a downpour of rain or taking that bottle. I thought about having all this stuff to show you, but I decided I would get all caught up in that. Taking a bottle, filling it from the tap, and then it's more like a downpour of rain or taking the bottle and dropping it into the pool where it's completely surrounded by water, up above, all around. That's the external anointing, okay? That's one you, you, you know, you've probably, you may have seen it on me. You may have seen it on some of the other prayer people. Um, it's just a wonderful place, a wonderful thing to have. But um, there's another anointing. How about that? The scripture I read in the beginning was about Jesus speaking about a new kind of anointing. This is the anointing you receive. Okay, this is the anointing you received, E.D., when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. How many have made Jesus? How many have received Jesus? Okay, if you haven't, when this is over, we invite you to come and receive him. The internal anointing is in every Christian. If you raised your hand, you have the internal anointing. It was made available to you the moment that you received Jesus. At this moment, the Holy Spirit came to live, listen to me, permanently in your spirit. He is never going to leave. And you wonder if you're going to heaven, don't give it a thought. If you've asked Jesus into you or into your life, the Holy Spirit is there. He came immediately. The internal anointing produces the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, the external anointing produced the gifts. The internal produces the fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Sounds to me like God's got us pretty well fixed up. The anointing is able to deal with the whole realm of your soul. It deals, this is the internal, it deals with your personality, your character, your integrity, gives you God thoughts, it may even affect your body, it may get you off of things that you're doing that you need to, to get away from. It gives you favor with other people, may bring godly people into your life. Where does this anointing come from? God. If you've received Jesus and are born again, this is your anointing. And some of you think, well, let's let Pastor Virginia preach. She's anointed. Have you ever thought that? Every one of you have this same anointing. Christians have gone for years with this power inside of them, and they don't tap into it. Every supernatural gift and ability ability you need is in the Holy Spirit. And where's he at? He's in me. He's in Linda. He's in Bryce. He's in Robbie. Isn't that hard to understand? That's just something you just take because that's what God says. 
He's in every one of us if we've asked Jesus in. Every supernatural gift and ability that you need. Did you hear that? Every supernatural gift and ability that you need is in the Holy Spirit and he is within you. Now, do any of you have any needs today? You see, we have not tapped into what we already have. We need to let that internal anointing flow out of our spirit way down deep in here. Come into our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions, and then land in our body, and we can be transformed by that. This anointing comes from here, deep down. It's like a deep underground stream. And you can drill down and tap into it, and then you pump the water up, okay? Think of it like this. The internal anointing is like a container, like a bucket that's filled up with water from the inside. That container could be partly full or totally full or running over. That depends on you. You have the internal anointing from the moment you're born again, but the external anointing is not automatic. Interesting. You have to enter into the external anointing. And to do that, you must go through an experience that we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a doorway you have to walk through to gain the gifts of the Spirit. But that door isn't opened automatically when you're born again. You have to open it and walk through one time. You can get refilled from now on, but you go through this one time. It's opened at a point in time during a specific experience you have with God where you allow God to immerse you in the Holy Spirit. That can be at church, at home, whatever. It's like taking a bottle and holding it underwater till it's totally surrounded. When this occurs, there's a breakthrough that takes place between the outside and the inside and a bypass is what happens. The baptism of the Holy Spirit carries out this bypass. It bypasses your mind. And the external anointing comes in and bypasses your mind because it goes through your will. So this is what, this then what is in your spirit is going to begin to show on you. You know, after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was a postmaster in Visai, and, and they said, what happened to you? You are not the same person. Well, I wasn't, but I didn't know it showed, you know. But, you know, I changed the music in the post office. I laid down cigarettes that I was smoking. Can you believe that? I began to go to church every time I could go. I began to read the Bible. I began, I had uh, scriptures posted all over the wall. They said, what happened to you? So I'm going to ask you, what happened to you? Are you still passionate after God? 
That goes back to you have to develop, you have to work on your relationship with God. So in John 7, 37 and 38, we read, It's on the last day, the great day of the feast, and Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And 38, He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being, look here, this is your innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. Now this was a special event. This was a special ceremony that the Jews did. And so on the last day they all got together and the priest went down to the pool of Siloam and he has a golden goblet of water. And he takes this water and he pours it into several of the silver goblets. And Jesus watched that and he knew he was the golden goblet. And we are the silver goblets. And even though the Jews didn't have a clue what they were doing, they were doing it ceremoniously because somebody way back there said to do it. But Jesus knew. I lost my place. Oh, I forgot to tell you that while while they were doing this, the people would say, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And so, see, that's, that's a symbol for us of receiving salvation right there. Jesus understood this. Now let's read that scripture again. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, (laughs) If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He's saying that those who believe in him would receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit if they want it. Okay? You have to want it. Now, these are two different things. This internal anointing we can drink for ourselves and tap in for our own needs and even our thirst. And he was speaking also about an external stream that would gush up and pour out of us like rivers of living water. Can you see the difference? One is permanently there, and one comes upon us, okay? You see that the new covenant sure beats the old, doesn't it? Jesus is talking about a new anointing, one that had never been experienced before. He's talking about combining the internal anointing, the Holy Spirit in you, with the external anointing, the Holy Spirit coming upon you. And what do you become? A whole new creature. And this is after you've been born again that you can do this, okay? He was saying, you can still have the anointing of the Old Testament. You can still go and soak in the rain and get wet. But I'm going to give you a little more than that because after you get wet, 
You'll open your mouth and you'll pour out water from the inside of you and you'll make everybody else wet too. That was paraphrased. Do you understand that scripture where he says, the works that I do, you will do also? Greater works will you do? I just got a clue on this. The reason is, I don't know how to say it. The reason is he, he operated in the external anointing. Do you know that? All the time. Everything he did, he did under the external anointing. But when he went to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit back. And now we have something greater, something more. That's why. We can do greater works than he did because he only operated under the external anointing. So that finally explains to me how we could do greater works than he did because now we've got both of them. Wow. Wow. Okay. You can put them together. Put them together. And you can have the external as well as the internal. Remember, Peter and John went to pray, and they went by the synagogue. And here's this beggar laying there. And he had been laying there all this time. While Jesus was on earth, that beggar was laying there, and they just went right by him. But this time, Jesus has been crucified. And now here's Peter. And John, and they're going to the synagogue to pray, and they go past this beggar. He he's crippled, okay. And uh, he's holding out his can. I guess it would be a can for money. But instead of money, Peter opened his mouth, and the anointing of God just went. He was probably surprised too. The anointing gushed out and drenched the beggar. And when the anointing hit his body, the lameness in his legs couldn't stay, and he jumped up and was totally healed. The anointing came on Peter, saturated him. The anointing was gushing up from the inside of him, and the beggar was literally riddled with the anointing. Peter opened his mouth and the anointing shot out. And you know, this is the end of our negativity fast and positivity feast. If the anointing comes out of your mouth, is it any wonder that the devil wants us to say all of these things that that are happening to us instead of what God says he has for us. Imagine every time someone opened their mouth, something spiritually and powerfully popped out of it. There is something here that's available to the New Testament believer that's far greater than what the Old Testament had. It's the works that Jesus did. In Matthew 10, 8, Uh, Jesus said, go cleanse 
I don't have cleanse up there. Go and heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Freely you've received, now freely give it away. When he ascended into heaven in Acts 1-2, he said, now, now you guys, all of you, I think he's talking to 500, but 120 of them went. He said, you all go to Jerusalem, and you wait for this power that's going to come the promise of the Father, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit. This power will come upon you when the Holy Spirit of God comes upon you and you have an anointing. I don't know where that came from. That's not in there. You will have something new. You're not only going to get soaked from without, but the underground stream's going to rush up from you, from the inside of you, and come out of your mouth, and you're going to be more alive than you've ever been. That's paraphrased, too. The New Testament believers, that's us, still have the external anointing, but now we've got an internal as well. You know, in the Old Testament, it had to come upon them, certain individuals. But in the New Testament, Peter said, who Soever will may come. All believers, is that us? All believers get the external and the internal anointing. Acts 2.39 said this promise of the, of the fathers for you and it's for your children. It's for all who are far off as many as the Lord will call to himself. How many does he call to himself? Every one of his kids, yes. All of them may not go, may not respond, but he calls them all. So don't think, well, I didn't get called. Yes, you did. This promise is to everyone who accepts Jesus and believes. You have a right to this anointing. If you didn't have a right to it, you wouldn't it wouldn't have been given to you. Jesus paid the price with his blood. It's your right, it's yours, it's your inheritance. He's even given you a robe of righteousness. Everyone who knows Jesus as their Savior has this internal anointing and has the right to the external. But in the, okay, in the Old Testament, they jumped into the river. You remember that song we do where we go this way and we go this way and we jump in the river. In the New Testament, the river is inside. So you don't have to go jump in it. It's in there. Ezekiel had a vision where he saw water trickling out from the threshold of the temple and it went into a stream. And... In Ezekiel's vision, the angel came and measured it. And every time the angel came and measured it, the water was higher. And first it came to the ankles, and then it came to the knees, and then it was at the thighs, and then it was a raging river, and you had to swim. Okay. It's the river of God. It is the anointing of God. It is that external anointing, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but you had to get into it. Old Testament saints had the river and they could get into it, but the New Testament saints have the river available all the time. You don't have to go get in the river 
Just open your mouth and let it flow out. Out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. He didn't say little trickles. He didn't say a little stream. He said rivers. That was plural, did you notice? Rivers of living water. You have the capacity to pour out. I want, if you don't get anything else out of this message today, I want you to understand that you have already been given both of these. I don't care if you feel like it or not. doesn't make a bit of difference how you feel. You have both of these anointings. You have the capacity to be the powerhouse that God expected all of us to be. You have a river inside. Are you dry? Then open your mouth and let the anointing, the river of God, flow from you to others and mix it with the external coming upon you. I don't know if I should say this or not, but I guess I will. As, as we pray for, for people on, a, on our healing line, we have altar workers and, and we have a healing line. And so the people come up and they say what they need and we grab them and we pray. Basically, that's what we do. But God has had me waiting for the external anointing. So you lay hands a little bit and just stay there. And, you know, people are like, I got to go. You know, lunch is ready, whatever. I got to go. Just pray for me. But see, I've got the internal anointing in here, but I want to let the external come. And so I wait for it. I've been doing that on my own body. Just blows me away. Because here it comes, you know. And... My hands, will, I've been laying hands on my eyes. My, my hands will start to shake. And I'm thinking, it, it is such a wonderful thing. It just lets me know, God, you're doing this. It, it isn't an instant thing, but he's doing it. It's the external anointing coming upon me right now where I am. Wow. Oh, my. Um, Got to finish this. Open your mouth. And let the anointing of of the river of God flow from you, mixed with the external, and you shall know and feel and understand and walk in the Spirit of God as the sons of God, like God intended for you to do. Did you understand this? I I just, I, I want you to so understand this. That you know that you know that you know. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can be. You don't have to be. It's just the doorway into nine gifts of the Spirit. So why wouldn't you want it? You only have to go through it one time. Just one time. Just like the anointing. You, you got the anointing. He, didn't take an, he isn't taking that away and giving you back tomorrow. Today I was saying, God, I want you to anoint me. I said, no, no, don't anoint me. I want you to increase the anointing. And, and he has today. Um, so don't, don't ask for a new anointing. You already got it. Just ask for increase of what you already have. Because look what Jesus did just with the external one. Now we've got the Holy Spirit inside us. 
Wow. 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 So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray and seal this first. Father, I just thank you for this word. I, I just feel this is my heart. I've just, I've just exposed my heart to these people. God, I love your anointing. I love, love, love it. But I love you. And I just seal this word to go into the hearts of these people. And they won't ever forget this message, that it will just burn inside of them. And they will know that they are qualified to do what Jesus did and even more. I thank you for this word. I thank you for everyone that heard this today. Now I'm going to ask the prayer altar workers, no matter if you're on for today or whatever, if you're a prayer altar worker, I'm going to ask you to come up and I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to lay hands on you to activate what God's already done. Okay. I can't give you this anointing I've talked about today because God has already done it. Okay. You already have it. But sometimes it's kind of, it's kind of like it's in a case somewhere and you can't get the, you can't get it open. So what, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to do this quickly and then they're going to be here for the rest of you. Okay. We're all going to lay hands on anyone that wants to come and have have this activated in their life. So I'm just doing this so that it won't be just me doing it because then it would take another hour. Okay? Are you all with me? This is our beautiful prayer people. Okay. I just say be activated in Jesus' name. Be activated, Kelly, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Mm, In Jesus' name. Be activated. Wow. Wow. Be activated, Marie. Be activated in the Holy Ghost. Every gift is yours, Linda. Every gift is yours. Every gift is yours. Be activated. Receive. Receive. Be activated, Tom. Receive the Holy Spirit activation. Flow in every gift. Flow in every gift. Whoa. Flow, flow, flow in every gift. Yes, sweet spirit, sweet spirit. Be activated. Be activated. You have every gift available to you. Mm, Be activated, Mario. Be activated in the Holy Ghost. Ooh, be activated. Stir up those gifts in you. Stir up, stir up, stir up, stir up. Hallelujah. Be activated, Dwayne. Wow. Receive, receive. Receive. Wow. Okay. Be activated, Winona. Mm, that anointing is in you. I say, mm. yeah. Be activated, Delbert. Receive the Holy Spirit. Run with God. Run with God. Hallelujah. Be activated, Crystal. Be activated. Receive God. Be activated. Be activated. Be activated, Debbie. 
receive. Receive, receive. Mm. Oh, mighty man of God, receive. Be activated. Be activated. Okay, well. Now, you prayer people, you just get up here. And we're going to invite the rest of them to come up. If you can walk. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> mm.